0: that's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. KFI, live everywhere from AM 640 to the iHeart radio app. Welcome to home, where every week we help you better understand that place where you live. I am Dean Sharp. The House Whisper here with you live like I am every weekend, Saturday mornings from 6 to 8 Pacific Time, Sunday mornings from 9 to noon Pacific Time. And whether you are listening to our local broadcast right here in Socal or streaming us live from across the country or if you've joined in for another episode of the House Whisper podcast, I'm just so glad that you are here. Our goal this year, uh we have our 12 faithful listeners. Okay. Our goal uh end the year with 14 that's what I'm hoping for. We'll see. Dare to dream. I know. You know, you know what? If you don't set big goals for yourself, Jason Middleton, you're not going anywhere. That's I, what I'm saying. I'm following so, your lead, brother. I'm with you. All right. Two more listeners. Two more listeners. All right. <laughs> let's go back to the phones. Uh, let's talk to Ted. Hey, Ted. Welcome home. Uh, thank you. I have uh, manufactured kitchen counters that have water or where you can see where someone put a can down, and there's a water ring stain. I've tried all kind of jazz from the big box Plum, uh, bartender's friend. Nothing seems to get rid of it. I'm afraid I'm gonna have to pay a professional for coming to come in and resurface. Am I correct? Uh, you might be. You might be. Uh, you know, it's strange uh, that a. So we're talking about a. a when we talk about a manufactured countertop. We're talking about some kind of quartz product yes okay um you know it's strange quartz is usually pretty bomb proof with uh most stains and uh and and all sorts of abuse they don't do well with heat uh at all uh so they can leave heat rings like put a hot pan down on it not a good idea with quartz uh with synthetic uh countertops at all but um it's strange that you know like uh that you're getting like a soda can rings or something like that. I it just kind of got me scratching my head about that. And, and so much so that even something like barkeepers friend is not uh, cleaning it out. So the only thing I can suggest to you is, uh, you could do a couple of things, just a couple of things, uh, before, uh, you call the pros. And that would be, uh, either, you know, let's try some acid and some bleach. Okay. Now, not together. Not together because I don't want, uh, you know, poisonous fumes filling your house. But uh, uh, in other words, and when I mean acid, I mean a very mild acid, meaning white vinegar mixed one-to-one with water and uh, just, uh, you know, pour it onto the stain and just walk away. Let it sit there for an hour or so. See if that doesn't uh, etch uh, whatever stain issue. It's not going to damage the countertop. And, uh, and see if it that can't get in and help you out. And if that doesn't resolve the issue, then let's do the same procedure with uh, kind of a one-to-one solution of uh, bleach that you just pour out onto the stain as well. It's not going to remove the stain, but it will chemically, you know, if it works, it'll chemically render it invisible, and that's what bleach basically does. Give those a shot, and if those don't work, and maybe you've already done that, and I haven't asked you about it, but if those don't work, yeah, I think you're going to have to call in a pro. Awesome. Thanks. All right, Ted. Take care. Good luck with that. That is uh, strange. That's not a normal thing that we hear. I mean, again, we hear about heat-related issues with counters all the time, uh, with synthetic quartz counters, but uh, I don't know. I don't know about that. That might even... Once the pro gets called in, one of the advantages is you might you may end up have a you, you may have a warranty issue on your hands, uh, which you know would be good as far as that's concerned. The manufacturer gets involved and uh, steps up to the plate. I don't know. All right, uh, let's talk to Linda. Hey, Linda, welcome home. Good morning, thank you. Um, I'm calling. My mother has a house here in Burbank, and she has dementia right now, so we're going to do a garage conversion. And I want to know the steps for the garage conversion to begin that, not counting the um, money part of it. And I also want to know if the state of California will allow me to install a gas stove that I have that I just recently purchased that I love. Okay. Uh, so uh, first, first answer uh, is an easy one, a very straightforward one. Uh, your garage conversion, the very first step is for you to go to, now you said it's in Burbank? Yes, sir. Okay, so uh, Burbank is a uh, is an independent city, right? Uh, and so you've got your own uh, city hall, you've got your own building and safety department, just like Glendale right next door. Even though you're technically inside LA County, uh, Burbank sets its own rules. Uh, which is good for you. So uh, you, you mosey on down to Burbank Building and Safety Department and you just uh, stand at the counter and say, hey, we want to convert our garage into an ADU, an accessory dwelling unit. And uh, and they will give you and it is completely legal and they're going to say, OK. Uh, and you simply say, hey, what do I need? Uh, in order to satisfy you guys, uh, in order to get the uh, the you know the plans uh, approved and pull the permit, and they will help you uh, understand exactly what the requirements are and what they're going to be looking for, what you can and can't do, what you should and shouldn't do. So the the rule uh, that I'm saying here for everybody who's listening is go to Burbank. No, no, no. the rule is always <laughs> check first and foremost with. Your local municipality, whoever is in charge of issuing building permits in the town where you live, that is where we go for our first round of information about uh, what's going to be involved. And it's going to be a relatively straightforward process, Linda, because the state of California just a few years back, back in 2015-ish, uh, you know, mandated that every city, every county, every municipality has to uh, allow Uh, ADUs, accessory dwelling units, either as a part of your house or as a garage conversion or as a separate freestanding structure. Uh, So there's a lot of latitude there, and uh, I don't think you're going to find, you know, uh, many problems along that way. That's to answer your first question. The second answer or the answer to the second question about the gas stove. The state of California is not banning gas stoves. Just want to be clear about that. Now, every state, every state. uh, Well, I shouldn't say it's going to be a political issue in the next few years. Here we go again. Right. Uh, California is definitely leaning in that direction because from an environmental perspective, California is always at the tip of the spear. And uh, gas stoves, I know they've been around forever, but they do spew out pollutants in ways that we have not even heretofore been uh, fully aware of. And they run on fossil fuels. Nevertheless, uh, gas stoves uh, is not something that is being banned uh, in something, So you're entirely within your rights to put in a gas stove in the state of California. Now, local municipalities have different attitudes about it. LA City, and I don't know exactly when they're going to start enforcing this, but the LA City Council has already decided for the city of Los Angeles, no more gas appliances in new construction builds. Now, they haven't gone so far as to say you can't put one in your existing home, but L.A. City is moving that way really fast, even though I don't believe they have uh, actually put it into effect yet. But they have officially said this is the way it's going to go. Even though you're in L.A. County, you again you're sitting in the city of Burbank, which is uh, sitting independent uh, on its own. It's making its own decisions. So again, the key is you got to talk to Burbank and ask them whether. And I am not aware of whether. I don't think so. I, I haven't heard that news that the city of Burbank has said no more gas appliances for anybody. And by the way, this whole debate, and we will undoubtedly have to do a show on this or at least part of a show on this later this year. uh, This whole debate, some states like California are leaning towards getting rid of gas appliances. Other states, of course, you know, on the opposite end of the political spectrum are literally putting bans on bans of gas appliances right now. So... For, for, every, for every gas appliance that is removed from California, other states uh, in the union will be doubling up their number of gas stoves uh, and burning more and more of them. So that's just the way things are. Uh, the fact of the matter, though, is uh, I don't think you're going to have any problem uh, in Burbank and you're going to be free to go. Although, especially with an ADU. And, uh, the venting requirements and all of those, you might want to consider if you've got the power on hand to, uh, think about an induction cooktop, uh, instead of a gas stove. It is safer for your home. Uh, it is, uh, going to be totally in compliance and induction cooktops, uh, well, they kick ass. They just do. They are, uh, they are as powerful. They're more gentle than most gas cooktops on the low end and more powerful than most residential gas cooktops on the high end. They are instant heat. No, they're not halogen. They don't heat up. They use a magnetic field, uh, which is kind of like uh, wizardry. Uh, but induction cooktops are fantastic. Tina and I have had one for years. Uh, we are never going back to gas. I'm not telling you you have to do that, but you might want to consider it as well. All right. Linda, thank you for the call. Really, really good question. When we return, let's dive back into uh, the uh, home edition of the Consumer Electronics Show. I'm so glad you joined me this morning. You're home with Dean Sharp, the house Whisper, KFI live everywhere from am 640 to the iheart radio app welcome to home where every week we help you better understand that place where you live i am dean sharp the house whisperer here with you live like i am every weekend saturday mornings from six to eight pacific time sunday mornings from nine to noon pacific time and whether you are listening to our local broadcast right here in socal or streaming us live from across the country or If you've joined in for another episode of the House Whisper podcast, I'm just so glad that you are here. Our goal this year, uh, we have our 12 faithful listeners. Our goal, uh, end the year with 14. That's what I'm hoping for. We'll see. Dare to dream. dream. You know, you know what? If you don't set big goals for yourself, Jason Middleton, you're not going anywhere. That's what I'm saying. I'm following your lead, brother. I'm with you. All right. Two more listeners. Two more listeners. All right. (laughs) <laughs> let's go back to the phones. Uh, let's talk to Ted. Hey Ted. welcome home. Oh uh, thank you. I have uh, manufactured kitchen counters that have water or where you can see where someone put a can down and there's a watering stain. I've tried all kind of jazz from the big box plum uh, bartender's friend. Nothing seems to get rid of it. I'm afraid I'm gonna have to pay a professional for to come in and resurface. am I correct? Uh, you might be. You might be. Uh, you know, it's strange uh, that a. So we're talking about a. a when we talk about a manufactured countertop. We're talking about some kind of quartz product. Yes. Okay. Um, you know, it's strange. Quartz is usually pretty bombproof with uh, most stains and uh and and all sorts of abuse. They don't do well with heat. Uh, at all. Uh, so they can leave heat rings like put a hot pan down on it. Not a good idea with quartz uh, or synthetic uh, countertops at all. but um, it's strange that you know like uh, that you're getting like a soda can rings or something like that. I it just kind of got me scratching my head about that and and so much so that even something like barkeeper's friend is not uh, cleaning it out. So the only thing I can suggest to you, is uh you could do a couple of things just a couple of things uh before uh you call the pros and that would be uh either you know let's try some acid and some bleach okay now not together not together because i don't want uh you know poisonous fumes filling your house but uh, uh in other words and when i mean acid i mean a very mild acid meaning white vinegar mixed one-to-one with water and uh, just, uh, you know, pour it onto the stain and just walk away. Let it sit there for an hour or so. See if that doesn't uh, etch uh, whatever stain issue. It's not going to damage the countertop. And, uh, and see if it, th- that can't get in and help you out. And if that doesn't resolve the issue, then let's do the same procedure with uh, kind of a one-to-one solution of uh, bleach that you just pour out onto the stain as well it's not going to remove the stain but it will chemically you know if it works it'll chemically render it invisible and that's what bleach basically does give those a shot and if those don't work and maybe you've already done that and i haven't asked you about it but if those don't work yeah i think you're gonna have to call in a pro awesome thanks all right ted take care good luck with that that is uh strange that's not a normal thing that we hear I mean again we hear about heat related issues with counters all the time uh, with synthetic quartz counters but uh I don't know I don't know about that that might even once the pro gets called in one of the advantages is you might you may end up have a you, you may have a warranty issue on your hands uh which you know would be good as far as that's concerned the manufacturer gets involved and uh, steps up to the plate I don't know All right, uh, let's talk to Linda. Hey, Linda, welcome home. Good morning. Thank you. Um, I'm calling. My mother has a house here in Burbank, and she has dementia right now. So we're going to do a garage conversion. And I want to know the steps for the garage conversion to begin that, not counting the um, money part of it. And I also want to know if the state of California will allow me to install a gas stove that I have that I just recently purchased that I love. Okay, uh, so uh, first first answer uh, is an easy one, a very straightforward one. Uh, your garage conversion, the very first step is for you to go to, now you said it's in Burbank? Yes, sir. Okay, so uh, Burbank is a uh, is an independent city, right? Uh, and so you've got your own uh, city hall, you've got your own building and safety department, just like Glendale right next door. Even though you're technically inside LA County, uh, Burbank sets its own rules. Uh, which is good for you. So uh, you, you mosey on down to Burbank Building and Safety Department and you just uh, stand at the counter and say, hey, we want to convert our garage into an ADU, an accessory dwelling unit. And uh, and they will give you and it is completely legal and they're going to say, OK, uh, and you simply say, hey, what do I need? Uh, in order to satisfy you guys, uh, in order to get uh, the you know the plans uh, approved and pull the permit, and they will help you uh, understand exactly what the requirements are and what they're going to be looking for, what you can and can't do, what you should and shouldn't do. So the the rule uh, that I'm saying here for everybody who's listening is go to Burbank. No, no, no. the rule is always <laughs> check first and foremost with. Your local municipality, whoever is in charge of issuing building permits in the town where you live, that is where we go for our first round of information about uh, what's going to be involved. And it's going to be a relatively straightforward process, Linda, because the state of California just a few years back, back in 2015 ish, uh, you know, mandated that every city, every county, every municipality has to uh, allow Uh, ADUs, accessory dwelling units, either as a part of your house or as a garage conversion or as a separate freestanding structure. Uh, So there's a lot of latitude there, and uh, I don't think you're going to find, you know, uh, many problems along that way. That's to answer your first question. The second answer or the answer to the second question about the gas stove the state of california is not banning gas stoves just want to be clear about that now every state every state uh well i shouldn't say it's going to be a political issue in the next few years here we go again right uh california is definitely leaning in that direction because from an environmental perspective california is always at the tip of the spear and uh, gas stoves i know they've been around forever But they do spew out pollutants in ways that we have not even heretofore been uh, fully aware of, and they run on fossil fuels. Nevertheless, uh, gas stoves uh, is not something that is being banned. Uh, in something, So you're entirely within your rights to put in a gas stove in the state of California. Now, local municipalities have different attitudes about it. LA City, and I don't know exactly when they're going to start enforcing this, but the LA City Council has already decided for the city of Los Angeles, no more gas appliances in new construction builds. Now, they haven't gone so far as to say you can't put one in your existing home, but L.A. City is moving that way really fast, even though I don't believe they have uh, actually put it into effect yet. But they have officially said this is the way it's going to go. Even though you're in L.A. County, you again, you're sitting in the city of Burbank, which is uh, sitting independent uh, on its own. It's making its own decision. So, again, the key is you got to talk to Burbank and ask them whether, and I am not aware of whether, I don't think so. I, I haven't heard that news that the city of Burbank has said no more gas appliances for anybody. And by the way, this whole debate and we will undoubtedly have to do a show on this or at least part of a show on this later this year. uh, This whole debate some states like California are leaning towards getting rid of gas appliances. Other states, of course you know, on the opposite end of the political spectrum are literally putting bans on bans of gas appliances right now. So for, for, every, for every gas appliance that is removed from California, other states uh, in the union will be doubling up their number of gas stoves uh, and burning more and more of them. So that's just the way things are. Uh, the fact of the matter, though, is uh, I don't think you're going to have any problem uh, in Burbank and you're going to be free to go. Although, especially with an ADU. And uh, the venting requirements and all of those, you might want to consider if you've got the power on hand to uh, think about an induction cooktop uh, instead of a gas stove. It is safer for your home. Uh, It is going to be totally in compliance and induction cooktops. Well, they kick ass. They just do. They are uh, they are as powerful. They're more gentle than most gas cooktops on the low end and more powerful than most residential gas cooktops on the high end. They are instant heat. No, they're not halogen. They don't heat up. They use a magnetic field, uh, which is kind of like uh, wizardry. Uh, but induction cooktops are fantastic. Tina and I have had one for years. Uh, we are never going back to gas. I'm not telling you you have to do that, but you might want to consider it as well. All right. Linda, thank you for the call. Really, really good question. When we return, let's dive back into uh, the uh, home edition of the Consumer Electronics Show. I'm so glad you joined me this morning. You're home with Dean Sharp, the House Whisper, KFI. AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. You are home with Dean Sharp, the House Whisperer. All right, we are continuing our dive both today and tomorrow uh, with uh, the uh, Consumer Electronics Show that just wrapped up last week, uh, specifically for us, the stuff that relates to your home. Uh, part of what, and this is, this is the appropriate time to talk about this with my left-leaning politics and all, uh, according to our one, our, our, uh, our Instagram commenter there, uh, uh, now is the time, uh, because I also, I, I kind of promised Jason Middleton, uh, that we'd cover this for his wife today in today's yeah. program. Yeah. Uh, so Jason, here we go. All right, uh, all right. Uh, I'm doing an extrapolation here. Uh, so I just want to understand everybody to understand that, uh, there were no fireplaces on display at, uh. Consumer Electronics Show. What there were, or what there was, was something that really caught my eye. Um, The graphene square uh, radiator, okay? Uh, It's a personal uh, heater, okay? It's an electric heater. You carry it around with you. You can take it wherever you want to go. It's about the size of a laptop. In fact, when it's all folded up, it looks like a laptop. And if you go to our social media, uh, or the KFI website, kfiam640.com um, forward slash dean, you will find uh, this entire list and you'll see the thing that I'm talking about. And you really should. I mean, if for no other reason, you should go and check out this one thing just to take a look at it. Imagine a laptop that kind of opens up uh, Z-shaped uh, upwards. Uh, so well, I know that's hard to kind of imagine, but just trust me on this. Uh, you, you unfold this heater and uh and there is a uh, where the screen of your quote-unquote laptop would normally be there is a transparent piece of film okay uh that film is made from graphene and graphene is an unbelievably amazing piece of uh, technological development in fact jason and i were talking about this yesterday the uh the gentleman who developed a uh, graphene uh, who discovered it and developed it, uh, won the Nobel Prize of Science for it back in uh, 2010. Yep. Now graphene is being used in all sorts of uh, different ways. It's transparent, and yet it is a massively uh, efficient uh, c- conductor of electricity and uh, and a radiator of heat, okay, of infrared heat. And so this little heater uses this graphene film to generate heat out in the room, not like your typical, infrared heater uh, because it uses just a fraction of the power to do so relative to the amount of BTUs that it puts out. So that is in and of itself something to think about, like mm, a transparent screen that emanates heat into the room without you seeing red glowing elements or anything like that and to boot and this is the really i think the genius of this uh this company the reason this thing opens up in kind of a z shape is what you don't see is the top platform the top screen which really is an led screen is uh has running on it a uh, a live flame video okay a video of live flame and Because of how it's oriented, that live flame gets projected down onto this graphene screen. And basically what you end up seeing is a holographic image of a flame uh, burning right in front of you, like sitting on your desktop or whatever. Put your hands near it. Of course, that's where the heat is coming from. So... First of all, this is a brilliant little heater to buy. Like I said, it's a personal heater about the size of a laptop. But here is my uh, extrapolation from this, because one of the things that we have wrestled with uh, for the last few years here in the state of California, who wants to shut down all fossil fuels ultimately from coming to your home? Uh, I'm all for Uh, Doing everything we can on major appliances and major consumption of fossil fuels and eliminating that and uh, its contribution to greenhouse gases and so on and so forth. I am not, because I'm a human being, a fan of shutting everything down just across the board so that we can't enjoy things like, uh, you know, a fireplace in our homes. And we've already gone way beyond where uh, I personally feel comfortable going. The fact of the matter is this is the world that we live in. And so could we be looking at, with this little heater, a miniature version of the future of fireplaces, especially here in Southern California? My vote is I am saying yes. I think we're not just looking at a little laptop heater here. We are looking at the future of fireplaces potentially here in a no fossil fuel land of southern california or anywhere else for that matter or maybe let's say you've got an application in a home or a guest house or somewhere where there is no fireplace there is no chimney and uh there's and it would be expensive to put one in the idea that we get a not some weird simulated rolling electric pattern of flame fake flames which i just Do not like, okay, I'll say it. I hate them. I hate fake flames. But this, this is a real flame, but not just a flame like projected on your TV, like those YouTube videos that you pull up. This is one that's set uh, using Pepper's Ghost. Pepper's Ghost is a trick of uh, movie making and an illusion that's been used forever. If you have ever gone to Disneyland and you've gone through the Haunted Mansion, you've seen those ghosts dancing in the big ballroom, that's Pepper's Ghost. That is an image being projected onto a plate of glass that you can't see, and it looks as though they're out there in 3D holographic form, like floating around the room. That's what this fire looks like, and I could imagine a larger version of this sitting inside a fireplace setting in which you simply flip on a switch, and both, A, you get crackling live fire, and you put your hands to it, and uh, it warms up the room yeah. as well. That is my prediction, and that's why I think this is a significant thing from uh, the Consumer Electronics Show. It is super. There you cool go, Jason. Looking. Yes, thank you. It's super cool looking. Please check out the the pictures on Dean's uh, social media platforms. Um, I would. We have a mid century modern esque kind of home, and we have a fireplace in there that's gas right now. I would. I would sign up for a pilot program to put one in my house. It would just look amazing. They look so cool. And if they're energy efficient as as they seem to to be, at least they claim to be, uh, wow, yes, I'm in. I'm 100% in. Yeah, I think it's a future especially if you're going to do a contemporary home where I love to put in fireplaces and contemporary homes that don't have chimneys above them because people are like, whoa, that is so cool. This one, uh, there's all sorts of design options available. All right. I have taken up more than my time uh more when we return you are home with dean sharp the house Whisperer. kfi dean sharp the house whisperer at your service welcome home thank you for joining us on the program today and uh we still got a little bit more to go here finishing out our uh segment coming up to the uh, eight o'clock hour where you will enjoy the melodious tones and uh even mannered disposition Of Bill Handel (laughs) talking to you about legal advice, which essentially I could just do it. I'm going to do his whole show right now. What? Shut up. You have no case. Next call. There we go. (laughs) There you go. Uh, Although he does it in a much more entertaining way than I do. So good on you, Bill. Uh, All right, y'all. We're talking CES stuff. Let me uh, uh, squeeze in a couple of more. And by the way, just as a reminder, tomorrow, With our new three-hour format from nine to noon, we're going to be tackling the rest of this list of the best of uh, the Consumer Electronics Show 2023 Home Edition. And just a reminder, this entire list is up on our social media. You can find it at Home with Dean on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I don't think the links are live on Instagram because it's Instagram, but uh, Twitter and Facebook and also at the KFI website, kfiam640.com forward slash Dean, you will find our whole list there. All right. So what am I going to round out? Let me throw one uh, more technical one and then a fun one at you and that, that should do it for now. Um, what I am calling the minority report, faucet, uh Moen. Moen is really, uh, in the last few years, has been coming out with some really cutting-edge technology, and I have to applaud them for uh, that. They have—they call it the smart faucet with motion control. I call it the minority report faucet, and if you've watched that film, you know what I'm talking about. This is a don't-even-touch-it faucet, okay? <laughs> in fact, the faucet itself, and I'm not sure, I believe it comes in multiple different styles, but the one I'm looking at the, that I gave you a picture of in the... Uh, you know, in our, uh, posted, uh, uh list is just the faucet stem coming out of the sink. Nothing else for a kitchen faucet. Now, is this just superfluous kind of techie stuff? Well, you know, I have to say, I've never been a fan of the faucets that you touch, you know, just touch it and it turns it on and touch it because you're still touching it. And for me, that's just a uh, kind of, you know, electronic silliness. Uh, but there is a reason to not touch a kitchen faucet, and there are circumstances where you don't want to touch one. And that's where I think this one really comes into play. If you really are somebody who spends a lot of time in the kitchen cooking and so on, baking, uh, you know, you know, I've just been uh, like uh, chopping chicken. Uh, with my my hands over on the prep station. Now i got to get over to the sink. I don't want to put chickeny hands all over my faucet. That's not even hygienic, right? Uh, I don't want to touch the faucet. And uh, if I'm baking, maybe I've got dough or flour or gunk all over my hands. I don't want to touch the faucet just because I don't want to have to clean it later. So for years, as a custom home designer, i got to tell you, if you've been one of my clients and you have I've always offered this to my clients and uh, many have accepted, others are like, nah, I don't really worry about it. We have uh, installed at times, in the old fashioned manual way, foot pedals down below. Uh, The kick so that you could walk over without touching your faucet and use your foot like they do in the doctors or dentist's office to activate uh, the turn the faucet on without, uh, you know, touching it. But the Moen motion control faucet, all you have to do is wave your hand over it like you're doing a magic trick to turn it on. And then the key is. You move a hand gesture over on the left side of the faucet in order to bring on the hot water and on the right side of the faucet in order to bring it uh, towards cold. In other words, you're doing all these little motion controls with your hands without making contact with the faucet stem itself. and You've got total control of flow and temperature without touching. And that is a notable uh, electronic product that is actually practical uh, Practical. For some people, uh, I will end with this one very quickly. I've got literally like 30 seconds. Uh, the stop the snore pillow. I just find, you know, I here's the thing. All sorts of beds. You guys know this, right? Select comfort beds, this bed, that bed. We're going to monitor your health. We're going to adjust you in the middle of the night. And, you know, uh, great. Uh, If you got $10,000 to spend on your mattress, I just appreciated the fact that this takes care of one of those major sleep interrupting things, not only for you, but your partner, uh, in a small compact pack package. And that's just a pillow that monitors. It learns the sound of your snoring. It uh, monitors you and listens to you. And as soon as it hears you starting to snore, this pillow has these little air bladders in it. And what it will do is very softly, very gently, without waking you up, it will roll your head to the left or to the right in order to stop you from snoring. And when your snoring stops, it might roll you back over. The Stop the Snore Pillow. It's called Motion Pillow. You can find it at Motion Pillow. Com. All right, folks, listen, it's been a pleasure being with you this morning. We are going to dive further into this in our next episode tomorrow, live right here, 9 to noon. Until then, my friends, please stay dry today, but in whatever way you can, get out there and build yourself a beautiful life. We'll see you tomorrow.